You're listening to Your Jewish Life, Your Way with Karen Cinnamon, the podcast that explores what it feels like to be Jewish or Jewish in 2021. On the show, we divulge all of the secrets and know-how to being confident in celebrating and living your Jewish life, your way, with easy ways to embrace your mishpacha through the traditions and rituals you've been dying to learn more about without having to compromise life's everyday hustle. So save your fetching because we are talking less Jewish guilt and more Jewish joy here on out. Yalla, forget about the right and wrong ways to be Jewish. It's time to create a Jewish life you love living. Unapologetically Jewish. How does that feel when you hear those words? What does it make you want to do? For me, it strengthens my identity, just even hearing those words unapologetically Jewish. We're so used to publicly hiding who we are in uh, big social gatherings where maybe we feel like the only Jew or hiding our Star of David necklaces or hiding our mezuzahs. But you know what? we're still going to experience anti-Semitism. It's still going to happen. Our history of persecution is long. And the more I think about it, the more it makes sense to just stand up, be who we are and become bigger than the problem of anti-Semitism. Absolutely, that means being unapologetically Jewish, whether it's um, wearing your Jewish jewellery loud and proud or posting photos to social media about celebrating the Jewish holidays or not apologising to work colleagues that you'll be absent for Yom Kippur or Rosh Hashanah or timing issues may, you may have around Shabbat. It means standing up and reporting an anti-Semitism. It means not excusing or downplaying the anti-Semitism we experience out of fear of reprisal. It's all these things and more. It's also Jewish joy, you know, what makes you feel Jewish, what makes you feel joyfully Jewish. Um, It could be baking challah or buying a challah. It could be dancing around the living room to your favourite Jewish music. Um, And if you actually want to do that and don't know what the best Jewish joyous tunes are, I've actually got something for you, um, which I'll tell you about a little later on. But it's my Jewish joy playlist. Couldn't 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 stop saying that. Um, it's my favourite uh, fifty Jewish joyful dance songs, which I'll give you the link to download in a minute. But back to being unapologetically Jewish. This is the mantra of my guest today. She's an amazing accessories designer. She's also a member of our Smashing Life community. She is the Brooklyn-based designer, Ariel Tidar, that I'm sure you've either heard of. If you haven't heard of her, you've probably seen me wearing her earrings, which I'm obsessed with. She does all kinds of Jewish jewelry, but I'm personally obsessed with her statement earrings. Um, gold glittery Magin Davids. I'll link to them in the show notes. And I've just purchased actually some gorgeous red pomegranate giant star of David earrings, which you'll see me wearing very soon. But Ariel is a force to be reckoned with. She's known for her fresh contemporary approach to Jewish jewellery and accessories. She's fun. Her pieces are fun and modern and they are spreading Jewish joy far and wide. And it's a really easy way to be unapologetically Jewish. Um, I can't wait to share the episode with you. And I'd love to know how the episode makes you feel. Um, Drop me a DM on at your Jewish life on Instagram and let me know. Those DMs give me life. Those DMs are Jewish joy. You know, when I hear about any kind of reaction to the podcast episode, whether you agree or disagree with Jewish after all, I want debate, I want difference of opinion. Let me know, let me know how po- how podcast episodes makes you feel by DMing me at Your Jewish Life. I wanna hear from you. Um, we also talked on the episode, Ariel and I, about the power of hashtag PDJs. Hashtag PDJ is something we use inside Smashing Life, which is my Jewish community, and it stands for Public Displays of Judaism. It's about owning our Jewishness right now, just as we are. So let's dive into the episode. It's such a great one. I love Ariel to bits. It's, this episode is guaranteed to bring a smile to your face. And if you want to continue the Jewish joy, my Jewish joy playlist is literally at yourjewishlife.co slash playlist. It's 50 uplifting songs to keep that Jewish joy smile on your face beyond the episode. So let's dive in. Hey, Ariel, great to have you on the podcast. Hi, all the way from New York City. 
<laughs> I know it's so fun um we were just saying just before we came on air that we wish we could have met already because that's how it feels like we feel like we've met because a we're kindred spirits and b we feel like we've just met <laughs> those two simple things <laughs> all the Instagram stories yeah Instagram stories and we've done some clubhouse rooms together and mm-hmm. we're just oh, kindred spirits anyway it's gonna happen soon we're gonna make it happen we're gonna be in the same room I'm so excited to have you on today because obviously you're the first Jewish jewelry and accessories designer I have had on and it's just such an incredible thing that you're doing. I know you're an artist at heart, but what you're doing is spreading Jewish joy through what you're making all across the world to so many people and it's just a brilliant thing. I'm, I wear your jewelry and it and obviously we'll have loads of links in the show notes to me wearing the jewellery and all Ariel's stuff, but it's just an incredible thing. Does it, does it give you purpose like that? Do you see it like that? Like, what is it, what did you, what you're doing? How is it sort of for you? Yeah, I mean, how I got here was like one big happy accident. Um, Tell us the story. So I, I studied fashion design and at some point, like during, I think it was like my second year of school, I had like what I know now is my light bulb moment where like being Jewish and being creative have always been like the two pillars of just my existence. And all of a sudden this one moment, I was like, oh, these can exist together. And basically since that moment, they've always existed together. Fast forward, I graduated couldn't find work (laughs) every art student's like nightmare um and basically I was like applying to just like different jobs and whatever so on and so forth nothing was really clicking a year after I graduated I was offered to do um, a gallery show of these pomegranates that I was making um and then so I was like okay you know I'm gonna stop applying the jobs it's not working I'm going to like take time. I'm going to do this show. And then after the show, I'm going to regroup and we'll go from there. So the show went up a week after I got a call from someone who has an accessory brand offering me a job, not because of the show, just because of literally some other Jewish person that I knew that they knew, um, but it still wasn't full-time work. So about eight months after I was hired there, I was like, well, I still need more money um oh I'm just gonna launch a brand (laughs) of my own and which is you know now I go to Hillel's and I'm like tell this or I'm like don't take this advice this is not like this is not the advice to like make petty cash on the side like but on the other hand I love action takers and that's what it's all about you know I bet there's other people that have had your idea and that have just one day I'll do one and it's still yeah and you are an action taker so tell us what happened you had the idea Um, I had the idea and you know for me it was never about like I'm gonna make a brand and it's gonna be Jewish and it's gonna be inspiring like I was just making what was genuine to me to make and that was Jewish inspired fashion and like in terms of the brand that came out as jewelry and accessories Um, and now it's like three years later and it's unraveled to just like so much more than I could have ever imagined and you know I did when I started I didn't know but there was a need in the market for fun modern just like really joyful Jewish jewelry that like yeah Bobby might not wear it maybe a few Bobbies but like you know for this like millennial a little bit below millennial a little bit above millennial age group just I didn't know they needed it and they needed it and they showed up thank god (laughs) so did you feel pulled or tempted to create the sort of jewish jewelry that we used to which is sort of by metals or something a bit more delicate or traditional or did you feel pulled to create your sort of fun funky modern viral i'd say your jewelry is viral you know people yeah selfies taken in your jewelry (laughs) you know want to show it off yeah it was never thought to do kind of like classic Judaica for me because even when I was in school and making like clothing because that's my degree was like clothing based even what I was making there was not like mainstream anything it was weird and colorful and 
frankly, clothes that you couldn't really even wear day to day. Um, so jewelry was actually a really good translation for their like con- this consumer market because I like to think like jewelry is almost like a gateway for um, experimenting with style. Like, you know, you can put on these like crazy big earrings and yeah, you can put on a whole ensemble, but you can also just wear a t-shirt and jeans and it makes sense still. Whereas like not everyone wants to wear some like crazy dress or crazy print. So that has been really fun. It's also a really easy thing to do. Like if I'm going to put together a whole outfit, whereas I can just throw something on and then put my RLT out earrings and, you know, I'm feelfully dressed. And it's like you say, it's a gateway, but it's also really with your jewelry. It's a really easy way to lean into being Jewish and proud and feeling that Jewish joy and so many things you've got a super fan interview you today Ariel oh my goodness (laughs) so I want to ask you um let's kind of start from the beginning I'd love to know how did Judaism play a role in your life growing up so I grew up in Chicago in an Israeli American family um when I was like probably four I asked for Christmas lights my parents (laughs) freaked out um, I was then sent to Jewish day school. I'm a Schechter alum for anyone listening who is also a Schechter alum, probably. Um, and, you know, from there, I, I didn't go to Jewish high school. So when I was put into Jewish, sorry, when I was put into public high school, it was kind of this culture shock for me. And then I don't know what it was, but I, everyone needed to know I was Jewish. So like, growing up in this Jewish environment and then being taken out of it essentially even though there was other Jewish kids at my public high school I think that's really the moment that I realized this is so important to me and growing up Israeli American is so interesting because even if you're not like I think a lot of non-traditionally observant Jews in America like often feel disconnected from their Jewishness or even just like the cultural aspects of Jew being Jewish and I often I think that's because of like how religion is structured in America or just maybe in the diaspora in general where it's like oh well I'm not religious so like this doesn't always have to be important to me but growing up is really American like I feel like I was born and my parents were like well you love Israel <laughs> and we like eat schnitzel on Friday nights and you know it's like this list of things that we just do that's like so part of your identity that you really don't like like know until you're grown so like being Jewish and like loving being Jewish was always just second nature to me I never it's not something I even thought about until I was like an adult you know totally and we share the Israeli parent background I've got an Israeli mother and British father so Mm -hmm. and it and I don't know about you, Ariel, but do you feel because, I mean, I feel very Israeli inside, like I really have the Israeli gene from my mama, mom, and I just feel it. Like, I don't need to do anything to feel Jewish. I don't need to eat kosher or go to cinema. I just feel it. And even though we don't live in, in Israel, we don't live in a Jewish homeland, do you, do, you, do you identify with that too? Yeah, I always, you know, it was always something I was so proud of growing up. But I always felt like too Israeli for my American friends and too American for my Israeli friends. So I was kind of playing this limbo of like, okay, I'm existing in my own lane. And and I think now in my adult life and into my creative career, a lot of that comes out in my work, which is really fun. Um, I love that. Yeah. What do you mean by you, you felt too Israeli for your American friends? What kind of scenarios? You know, like I, I wasn't sent to school with peanut butter and jelly like every other American kid. You know, I was sent with like pita and hummus and like <laughs> turkey pastrami and then like a side of pickled eggplants. And, and did, did it know, make you feel like different or was it just fun that you had something different? You know, I, I don't think it was that weird because it was a Jewish school, but it was definitely different. Um, I don't know. When I was in a Jewish school, I never felt so, I didn't feel ostracized by my Israeliness because obviously there was like Israeli teachers and like some other kids that were Israeli American. But I think 
now when I look back on that, it's kind of like, well, I don't think everyone always fully understands, not just like the Israeliness, but like having a parent that's an immigrant or so on and so forth. And, and tell me about your bat mitzvah. Did you have a bat mitzvah? Did you go to your summer camp? What was all that like? So my, my bat mitzvah is very fabulous because <laughs> my mom would not have it be any other way. Um, it was an, it was Noah's Ark theme for my parshat. Love it. And <laughs> it's so Ark funny because I was such a shy kid. So like the big party and just the whole, is it was like a lot for me because I was really actually shy, but um, yeah, but it was fabulous. I, that's all I can say. Um, I did go to camp. I am a camp dropout. I definitely have a bit of like an introverted artist thing going. So sometimes like stuff like summer camp is really just, yes, too much, not my vibe. <laughs> um, totally. So, so yeah, I dropped out of summer camp and then I was like going to summer school in high school to be able to take more art classes during the school year that were not offered in like their summer programs which also adds up very much to like me now and did you travel to Israel growing up did you spend much time actually in Israel yeah we didn't I feel like a lot of people do summers in Israel and that's really not what my family did we did a lot of like winter Israel trips um but yeah I've been going to Israel since I was literally two years old yes it's not earlier yeah it's a big part of you and what about Jewish role models growing up did you have any it's so interesting because like not consciously right like growing up you really don't I feel like these are all bizarre things that come up when you're like independent and like into your career you know I like my it's so interesting like my mom like she's just so she just loves being Jewish so much and she loves just like all the aspects of Jewish community and after my bat mitzvah she became a Jewish events planner no way I never knew that yeah she's not doing it anymore but like it's so like I just saw her kind of be this like invisible backbone of like aspects of our Jewish community growing up and that's totally like played a role in how I function now it's so funny because I have pop up I guess when this comes out it'll have passed but I'm like having planning this pop-up in New York City and I'm like talking to her like well should I do this should I and she's like well you need to do x y and z so it'll be like is that cool that she's that she's giving you ideas is that cool yeah (laughs) great I I think it's just like so because it's like I mean she would do it if it wasn't Jewish also but since it's for like essentially the Jewish community at to a degree like it needs to be even more special and like all the details need to be in there basically so wow I mean yeah so if I had to pick someone maybe my mom but other than that like not consciously someone that I'm like oh this is my Jewish role model and you're right it's not like you don't when you grow up you don't think about who your role models you just are and it just is but I, I thought it was an interesting question to ask you because it sounds like well for so many of us growing up it's just that's it it's a Jewish childhood or it's not a Jewish childhood but if it is we don't think about it too much until adult life where suddenly if we don't create it it's not necessarily there so what about, you know, how did you transition from art school into, was it straight into living in Brooklyn and, and creating your Jewish life as it is now or anything? In, did you live anywhere in between? No. So my, the school I went to is in Brooklyn. It's actually like only four blocks away from yeah. where I live now, <laughs> which is not something I planned. It just, it just happened that way. Um you know, this neighborhood's really interesting. It's kind of like the middle ground of like hipsters and Hasids. And, you know, 
for me, I've, I've literally been living in this neighborhood nine years now, but like if I have friends that come in to visit and they see, it's like a very bizarre site, you know, you have like school buses that have, you know, it's Hebrew lettering, but it's Yiddish on them and classes everywhere. But then you have like, you know, people that you kind of imagine to be in Brooklyn, I guess, and a lot the of hipsters and artists and it's definitely a contrast of imagery, but that's what I love so much about it. And it's so fun. Like in a weird way, like it almost like, even though I'm not, obviously I'm not a Hasid and like, I don't really fit into that. Um, like if I like walked into a Hasidic event, like I don't fit into that, but like in some ways there's like this weird comfort of like, having Jews around and seeing Jewish imagery and seeing kosher supermarkets. So your neighborhood um, inspires your art, your work? I mean, I think the jewelry might be kind of like the opposite spectrum of that Jewish aesthetic. But um, I think just like being around Jewish people, no matter like in my neighborhood, or if I go speak to students at a Hillel, or even just like my existing customers and my interactions with them, like the jewelry will always be it be inspired by other Jewish people, no matter like the spectrum of like if they're a customer or if it's like, you know, Rep Alma Hernandez who has worn my earrings. Um yeah. And do you, I know obviously we met on Instagram and I know Instagram is a big part of your business and your your account is fabulous because it, it showcases what you do, but it's also, it feels like a community and a conversation. You talk to your followers, they talk back. So do you always test as it were, you know, do you put things out on Instagram, see what the reaction is and then actually produce them? Tell us a bit about how your audience inspire your collections or how, how your ideas come about in terms of your, your people. <laughs> so, I used to not post previews of the collection before the launch, like, which is wild to me now because how I work now is so, so differently. But I used to be like, the launch is this date. Here's one image from the photo shoot. And then all the images come out on launch day when everything is available, which now I literally do the exact opposite where we're like posting so, so many pictures of the shoot before the launch to like build that hype up. Um, you know, and sometimes I'll post when I'm working on stuff in the studio, but more so like it's less, it's more pragmatic of like, okay, well, do you like this color or this color better? Or do you, you know, yeah, there is a lot of like romance and how things are created more, but that's more so on like the story behind a specific collection and how that's created versus like often filling the collection is like okay well what are we missing what's doing well what are people asking for um which is how sales happen so and what are people asking for is it is it I mean big Jewish jewelry obviously as of the time of recording we're in late 2021 and we've had a lot of changes with you know unfortunately a rise of anti-semitism in the last year or so tell us how that rise in anti-Semitism has impacted on your business, good or bad, social media and everything around it. You know, it's so interesting because the collection and the brand did not start with the Magendavid. It started with pomegranates for me because I have this just bizarre obsession with pomegranates. I just think they're so beautiful. I have the color as well, that deep red. Yeah. And when I started, I feel like pomegranates weren't really being like, touched on so much at least in the diaspora of like Judaica um now I feel like it's so 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 different everyone's doing the pomegranates but you know it's really interesting and like coming out of the pandemic and also like the rise in anti-semitism almost the needs of customers have changed you know we were all on zoom and video calls and you know you used to have your whole outfit to like express yourself and now you're kind of in this literal box of a screen and people are looking at your face so I feel like people that weren't typically going for big earrings before the pandemic were like 
well, I want to show up to my show Zoom call with these big megans or whatever, even a work call or whatever else. And then with the anti-Semitism, people have never asked for more megans, literally than ever before. And I've never sold more megans than ever before, which is which is amazing that that is the response from people because you it would is. think it would be the opposite. So I think the collective, you know, you are known on Instagram in the Jewish community on Instagram. And I think that collective strength that is created and, you know, Jewish and proud is a big hashtag on Instagram. And I think you even have it in your bio or is that, is that right? Hashtag Jewish and in proud. In my bio, no, in my bio, I have unapologetically Jewish. Yes, let's talk about that. Why do you feel that you wanted that incredibly powerful statement, which I love in your bio? I just, you know, being Jewish, but also just being creative. And I think I, re- like, in school, I didn't realize, but I there was a lot of anti-Semitic stuff said to me about my work and about it being Jewish like like I had a design professor once tell me that if I used Hebrew text in a fabric print I would remind people of the Taliban and unfortunately yeah yeah (laughs) unfortunately like design professors not all of them but a lot of them will just say like really screwed up things to students so whether it be like the anti-Semitic comments that I received or else. Um, so in the moment, also art school is just so intense. So in the moment, I'm just like, oh, well, okay, he said something crazy. I'm going to put my head down and I'm going to keep working. And it wasn't until after I graduated where I was like, oh, wow, like that was, I should have told someone like that is crazy. So I just, you know, with my work and just with how I function in life, like I aim to show up as myself. And if people don't like that, like whether that be about being Jewish or any other thing that is about my identity, like that's their problem and that's not on me. And, you know, I don't need to minimize myself to make anyone else feel comfortable. So that's what being unapologetically Jewish means to me. That's, I, I absolutely love that you said I don't need to minimize myself to make someone else feel comfortable. That is so powerful and so incredibly spot on. Um, so what would you say to someone? I suppose, is that what you say? But anything else would you say to someone who fears being openly Jewish because of the rise of anti-Semitism? You know, it's so interesting. Like so many people, like when, I feel like it was earlier this summer when it just felt like, everything was hitting the fan with anti-Semitism and I was getting so many DMs from especially young people like college age um, about experiences they have had and not just with like anybody experiences they had with people that were close to them people that shouldn't be saying like horrific anti-Semitic things to them and also I feel like a lot of people who are Zionists also feel very alone and you know I tell those people that you know they'd be surprised at how many people actually feel the same as them it's just also the same people that are not speaking about it openly because they're also scared so yeah I just remind people that they're definitely not alone and I see it in my dms and you know, no one should speak up if they don't feel comfortable. Like, obviously, safety is the number one. And like, if wearing a giant pair of McGinn earrings is going to put you in an unsafe position, depending on where you live, or if you go to a certain college, or even if it just makes you feel uncomfortable, whatever, you can get them again, you can wear them on Instagram, you can wear them in your own home and then one day if you're going to shul and you feel comfortable and like you know you can either work your way up or you can wear it on your own time like it's not you know there's not a rule guide to when you need to wear it um and I just you know I being Jewish and also just like the experience of being Jewish is not a linear path and you know you might not feel comfortable today wearing McGann's out and like 
maybe that means you wear a chamsa or you wear an evil eye. Like those are still very Jewish and just nondescript. Yeah, I love that. And inside Inside Smashing Life, which is my my membership community club, which Ariel, I'm so proud. She's she's a wonderful member. We have a hashtag PDJ which stands for public display of Judaism, which one of our members, Carissa, coined. And we we proudly uh, post photos of us wearing either Ariel's jewelry or our own versions of PDJ. And it's so empowering, like seeing others and, and sharing that. And one of our members, she purchased a pair of your earrings and she decided to, I don't know if you saw this post, um, Ariel, she decided she was wore it and she went to see some friends it's a, someone in the UK she went to see some friends and she needed to take a train and she was a little worried about they weren't giant they were quite small mm-hmm. but you know you, you feel very aware it's just something that we're not comfortable with like going out Jewish I'm Jewish you know telling the whole world you know and she felt quite worried and she she posted but she said she was still gonna wear the PDJ and go on the train and meet her friends and then she posted you know afterwards and she said it was great no problem nothing happened and so often it's a big deal in our head and actually once you do it you just feel so empowered and so connected to yourself and it feels good to be unapologetically you and unapologetically Jewish and to know that yes not everyone is gonna love you exactly as you are for whatever reasons they may have but you don't have to let it in. You don't have to let it bother you. You don't have to accept their thoughts, their, like you say, their attitudes to minimize how you feel. Um, so I think having that in your bio, Anapoja Jewish, is mm-hmm. so spot on. <laughs> I mean, I know I get so excited when I see other Jews out in any sort of visible Judaica, like, you know, getting dressed in the morning and putting on any identifier like that especially if you're not like a visibly orthodox Jew is like a really powerful choice and a statement so tell us you talk about putting it on in the morning what is it I'm sure everyone would love to know what's a typical day for you like because you're this young busy entrepreneur <laughs> Jewish businesswoman spill the tea what's the reality what goes on what's oh the my goodness I want to hear morning routines I want to hear what you do around midday how you wind down the lot let's go through it <laughs> oh my goodness the tea is that there's no average day <laughs> yes yes there's never um, a same day typically oh what? my goodness typically um typically what time I do you wake up I get up between like 6.30 and 7-ish. I deal with the dog and all her needs. Miss Kugel, the Pomeranian. Um, And then what, for me, um, the day is usually very long and very packed, but I like to take, like my getting ready routine really sets me up for the day. And I like to take my time and sit with my coffee and do my makeup or Um, And that's really like the time I actually take for myself in the day. Um, And then, you know, on any given day, it's just, I feel like chaos turns on at like 9am, 9.30. And it's just running, whether it be meetings, in person, or digitally, emails, Um, even though these days, I don't even get to emails every day anymore. Production, I still make everything myself somehow in your apartment in my apartment um which doesn't even look like an apartment anymore but it's amazing Um, if you you don't already follow Ariel on stories she does give a glimpse into the you know real life what goes on in the apartment with the whole process chaos yeah and (laughs) I think that's part of the reason why we feel so connected to you it's it's you don't sort of hide behind uh the realities (laughs) definitely like and it's you know it's not the smallest new york apartment but on the spectrum of apartment it's it's pretty small i feel nervous about having my small dog around my 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 jewelry stuff like he must be very well trained (laughs) it's a he right no it's a she it's a Uh, she oh she must be beautifully trained you know she's really not um but like (laughs) It's so funny. She's hardly a dog. She's kind of like a funny, glamorous, uh, 
I almost said snail. She not a snail, <laughs> a squirrel. <laughs> um, all she wants to do is just like lounge in bed all day. <laughs> she lives the best. She lives the best life. Um, but yeah, like right now in the apartment, um, I have a six foot long Shabbat table set up, just like smack down the middle of the apartment with stock on it. Um, we have another like four foot Shabbat table, like just hideous folding tables out with just piles and piles and piles of earrings basically um hopefully I'm moving soon so <laughs> we'll see but it's definitely yeah I do think a lot of brands will not show what I show on the internet but I, I think that's I don't know, partly maybe... why, why you've built so many relationships I mean I know you're so connected to so many people that I love on Instagram and I think it's through that storytelling and that vulnerability and the reality and also the wins, you know, the incredible stuff you're creating. It's all, it all goes together. Yeah. I mean, it's, I like to show, I feel like in the last 10 years, the consumer, I mean, there's still a long way to go, but the consumer really has a better view of what actually goes into making items and that can look a million of different ways. And to me, it's also a little, it's a bit comical. I'm just like, this is crazy. This is total chaos. But like, at the end of the day, the earrings go out and people look fabulous in them. But like, yeah, they do start out in this like tiny Brooklyn apartment where every surface is either covered in product or supplies or beads or whatever else. And it gets done though at the end of the day, so. So we're going to take a quick break. Don't go next. We're going to be right back talking more with Ariel. I wanted to take a moment to tell you about my community, my Jewish community membership club. It's for Jewish and Jewish women all over the world. And I want to tell you about it because you might want to become a member. So it's such a special place. I want you to know what it's all about. Um, in one line, it is everything you've ever wanted in a Jewish community. Um, it's for all Jewish women, whether you are in the process of converting or have converted, or you're a patrilineal Jew, or you're traditional, or you're not so observant, or you call yourself a cultural Jew, or a traditional Jew, or whatever it is. In fact, we are just not about labels at all. As long as you've got a connection to Judaism and you're ready to build the life you want on your terms, you're ready for smashing life. It is a place to share Jewish culture and joy, a place to connect with like-minded Jewish women. It's a place to live your Jewish life your way, what the podcast says on the tin. I want you to live that with us, empowered by the community. And obviously inside the community, you're going to learn beautiful, modern and traditional Jewish rituals that will fill your life with purpose. You're going to advance in your life and career, and we make it so much fun. It is a joyful place. The place to nourish your own personal development while connecting with other like-minded Jewish women around the corner from you and across the globe. And we have all kinds of ways of facilitating connection. You'll never feel like the new kid inside Smashing Life. You'll be immediately welcomed and supported and loved. There is so much warmth in there. It is this beautiful, safe, non-judgmental space. And like I say, we have a lot of fun. We have, we do so many things. We have plenty of social events, both online and in real life. We have meetups all over the world, but a lot of it is online if you live somewhere remote or you just fancy staying in your pajamas for the day, but you wanna hang out with your fellow Smashing Lifers. We, we do lots of fun. On social events you'll access a community of ready-made like-minded Jewish friends again both local and international there's so much thought goes into our monthly programming we have expert masterclasses chosen by you we have all kinds of fun things going on like weekly yoga and a book club and crafts club we have a member generated recipe book where everyone shares their recipes and we have this gorgeous recipe book for you to flick through it's online flick through virtually and and find the recipe book that you want we do have a grand plan to publish it and make it into a, a wonderful cookbook that we can sell for charity but right now it's a virtual members only smashing life jewish cookbook it's wonderful we have 
great Jewish bake-offs. We have modern Jewish life experts coming in to, to, to share ideas that are going to inspire us and fill our lives with purpose. We do virtual Shabbats masterclasses. We have plenty of members-only discounts and gifts, and we add new ones every month. It's a place for accountability and support when you need it. It's an environment of opportunity and Jewish values. And I would love you to, to join in and, and, and experience it. I'm just gonna tell you a little bit about what Ashley, one of our members says about it. So I want you to hear it in our members words. She says, Smashing Life is an absolutely magical community that provides connections to kind and supportive Jewish friends all over the world. Masterclasses to help guide us with life hacks accountability partnering, yummy recipes, twice weekly Zoom yoga sessions and Zoom get togethers and in-person get togethers too. And we are close enough to share our life milestones and victories and vulnerable and safe enough to share our defeats and low points. And we receive an incredible amount of genuine support for each high point, low point and everywhere in between. Join Smashing Life for year round awesomeness, warmth, support, fun, life hacks and resources oh we love you ashley if you're listening to this and you fancy joining smashing life all you need to do is head to smashinglife.club and add your name and email address to the waitlist that's smashinglife.club c-l-u-b and add your name to the waitlist and you'll get an email just as soon as a space becomes available and our doors are open to welcome you in so if you are ready for connections and friendships that will last a lifetime if you're ready to advance in every area of your life and of course if you're ready to build a life you want on your terms and be part of a group of jewish women to connect engage and share life struggles and triumphs with you are definitely ready for smashing life I can see that you are absolutely immersed in what you do. So maybe the question, instead of what's a typical day like for you, maybe I should turn and say like, how do you disconnect? How do you wind down? Do you wind down? Do you disconnect? <laughs> oh man, you know, the first step is acknowledging that you don't disconnect. <laughs> it's the real entrepreneur oh, life. Yeah, it's an obsession. It's Yeah, it's very... It's hard. It's really hard. I've acknowledged I have a problem. <laughs> um, and I'm always just like, uh, you know, I used to not acknowledge it. So now the fact that I know I need to like try to take more intentional rest um, is at least one thing. But I'm always like, oh, you know, after this big season, after this big clog season, and then it's like, well, that season ends and you really have to jump right into the next one so um I haven't figured it out yet interesting enough like COVID in a way I mean obviously it was like hard on the business then at first and like figuring out all these new ways to work around just the changes that COVID brought for everyone but you know for the first time ever I could literally just like put my head down and work and not be bothered by anyone and I didn't have to like totally. show my face anywhere and totally. so in COVID, I was like, if I was tired at 3 p.m., I was like, oh, I'll go take a nap and then I'll continue working later. And in a weird way, that was really nice. But now, now it's like figuring out how to do real life again and, and the and, shuffle of real life. And you, you, you work in your studio, you, sorry, your, your apartment, you live in your apartment with your gorgeous dog, but it must have been quite isolating as well. Or did you enjoy that parts of that as well I mean obviously it was I say for everyone but particularly if one lives on one one's own mm -hmm. I mean at first when COVID first hit and everything got shut down there was so much to be like figured out on the work end that it was fine um and also at, when it started we didn't think it was going to be this long you that's know? right we like I'll write my book. I'll do the thing that I've always wanted to do. And then life will be back to normal. Yeah. <laughs> and I actually, when co I didn't, I, Kugel came into my life during COVID. So I hadn't had her yet. Um, and yeah, I mean, it was definitely isolating. I would say like by four, five months in, you know, I did a lot of Zoom holidays. Um, and 
I hope that we ne- like none of us ever have to do that mm-hmm. again because that is just so terrible. Um, but yeah, definitely like it's so weird how there's like really like good outcomes of COVID and just a lot of terrible things yeah. as well. You're right. There's both, you know, there are plenty of silver linings and new ways of looking at things, but my goodness, there were some really, really tough moments. But hopefully we're through it getting 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 easier not through it entirely but hopefully mm-hmm. finding our way out so how has the last year impacted business I mean together with the rise in and the pandemic these are big big changes how's it impacted your business strangely enough like 2020 was the best sales year to date yeah. for me yeah um I knew you were going to say so, that <laughs> yeah which I feel so grateful to be able to even say that because I know so many people had the opposite but you know people were removed from their Jewish communities and you know often like it feels so frivolous to say like but for some people putting on a Jewish pair of earrings or necklace like that's what showing up in their Jewishness is to them and that's like what suits them you know for not for everyone it's going to synagogue or keeping kosher or I don't know whatever else there's so many ways to be Jewish it's very empowering because you know growing up Jewish jewelry to me was a small mug in David that I I wore I remember distinctly my teenage years deciding I had a mug in David on a bracelet and deciding no I don't want to I'm scared I'm taking it off and I don't I'm not going to wear it anymore and then since then I don't recall ever constantly wearing Jewish jewelry or mug in David just a personal decision I think as I grew stronger in my Jewish identity, funny enough, as I grew older and older. And then I started being really engaged by what you're doing and wanting to own some of your jewellery during the pandemic, where I think we were all glued to our screens, unfortunately, because that was all there was in our lives, our screens, that was how we could connect. And I discovered much more, you, you know, what you're about, what you do. And the, I cannot tell you how, you know, wearing not a small little Magin David Alistair, but a gi- I have these giant gold glitter earrings that I'm going to um, link to in the show notes so everyone can see me wearing them. And it just feels good to be like big and bold about it, not kind of, yeah, I wear this tiny little Magin David, you can see it if you look really close. I mean, this is just my personal view, everyone feels differently, mm-hmm. but for me, it's, I, find, I find it very empowering given everything going on. And so, like, one of the most fun parts is, like, you know, I have customers that will be friends, like, in different states. And, like, when stuff launches, they'll send me screenshots of their group chats. And they're like, did you get what you wanted? Oh, yeah, I got what I wanted. And I got, and it's, like, just so, like, I have the chills even saying that. Because it's just, like, so, so, so sweet. Well, it's such Um, a, isn't that a real moment? Like, do you take a moment? in your crazy entrepreneur life to sort of stop and think about the wins and the pride like in moments like that I recently I had one of my first in-person speaking um, engagements post crazy pandemic and it was like not even like I didn't I like arrived no I not even right on my way to the event I was thinking about just like I I never anticipated any of this and it is like so it's just so wild to me what watching everything unravel in front of my eyes and I'm I'm so 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 grateful like I can't believe that every day I get to wake up and like even if I wasn't making Jewish jewelry like obviously I'd still be Jewish but like being Jewish is literally a part of my job and I get to do it as a designer and like I could not have anticipated just like a better way to live my life Mm. like truly so is there something in particular that you're most proud of or a moment when you thought okay this is this is really happening now I mean I think like really when I go to speak to students it's like a whoa moment for me (laughs) because it's so it's so funny because like (laughs) you know, I feel like my older customers are always like, oh, you're so young. But then when I go speak to college students, I'm like, 
damn, I feel old. No, you're <laughs> I young. Feel so old when I speak <laughs> to college students. Um, I think for what you've achieved, they're so quick. I mean, and it's and you're so motivated. What what motivates you? What gives you like what's your purpose with all this? What's motivating you? I mean, for me, it's just it's not an option that this won't work, which I maybe that's like similar for other entrepreneurs, but like truly this is not an option that this is this won't work. And you know, my parents parents like sacrificed so much for me and put me through school and you know it's yeah it's literally it's just not an option like this has to work and I'm gonna do everything in my power to make it work and make it be successful and yeah yeah and what are your I know you've got all kinds of you know fans repeat a lot of repeat purchases we just want more and more from you so what are what is everybody asking you to do like what is your what are the, your dms filled with like can you do this can you do that um what do they want say. more of what do they want more of what do they want else well, right now we're, I've been like you know what I love about <laughs> I don't know if this is what I love or this is what I don't love, but for me, like all holidays start like three months in advance. So I know like, what you once mean. The actual, <laughs> once the actual clog rolls around, I'm like, what do you mean everyone? Like I've been celebrating this for months already. <laughs> um, totally. I, yeah, I mean, I'm still very much like in Rosh Hashanah mode right now. So just like, pomegranate on the brain um we should say that we're recording this just before Rosh Hashanah just so yeah. you're not like having a Rosh Hashanah hangover or anything <laughs> no not not yet <laughs> not yet um, pomegranate so people still can't get enough of pomegranates which is great because that is your one well not your one true love one of your many true loves <laughs> yeah pomegranates and yeah I mean I think pomegranates and just McGann's like we really we just need more McGann's in this world and whether that be like we offer this style that's called we call it mini McGann's and it's just like really small and those are great for anyone that's like a bat mitzvah to just upwards in age from there and what I love about the mini McGann's is you can like if you have a double piercing you can wear the big earring and then wear the little mini McGann's in your second piercing Oh, I love that. So, yeah. So you could be like a full look or it can just be super subtle as they were designed to be. Um, but in terms, I'm really trying to touch on like Jewish motifs that are not heavily touched on. Like for Rosh Hashanah, we did a ton of fish motifs. I've done fish motifs before, but like really not in the extreme way we did it this year um for Rosh Hashanah we also did a lot of like shell motifs which is not directly a Jewish motif but it ties in with the fish and kind of this I don't know there's something about this sea and new year that just makes sense for me um mm, mm, but it's absolutely. definitely not like <laughs> it's definitely not like stereotypical Jewish motif which is also great because that works for other people as well so and like people might not you, want the big you know people ask you to design things with bagels or Jewish food because obviously food is such a big part of our culture I mean I don't associate you with designing bagel earrings but I mean do you get asked to do all kinds of stuff like that yeah you know uh, people love kitsch which yes. I get it kitsch is cute and I really try to ride the line of like fun like tongue in cheek, but also like really keep it fashion. That's always been yeah, and glamorous. To me. I feel I feel glam when I wear yeah. stuff. Yes, and the hope is to only continue getting more and more glam as we build the collection more. And I don't, I don't want to design items that I don't personally want to wear. So like I, you know, if someone wants to wear a bagel earring, great, totally fine. I don't want to wear a bagel earring, so I'm not going to make bagel earrings. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. So exactly. You, you, it, it's really amazing to have this kind of instant feedback with Instagram to know, you know, what people are wanting, but equally you are an artist, you've got vision and you, 
is that what you're most pulled by sort of your vision and your artistry I think you know a lot of my success is because like down to branding and marketing the vision has been like very true to itself since the beginning and you know even though I didn't study accessories I did learn how to do like be very clear in the vision with other work I did in art school um whereas like someone that might not have had design training wouldn't maybe always know how to like keep a vision clear like that um yeah it's really it's been it's been this clear from the beginning um the only thing that's really changing is just to like continue elevating the styles and the possibilities of all the different ways um, motifs can be translated into different styles. I love your clarity. Um, and I think that clarity is, is key to being an entrepreneur. You know, you've got to stay in your lane. You can't be swayed left, right, middle. And you have, you have such clarity both with your business and your, your Judaism. And, and what advice would you give to someone who's struggling to feel authentically Jewish? You know, for me, you know, I see a lot of gatekeeping in Jewish circles. And I always want my customers to know, like, you can come as you are. And that's good enough for me. Like, I don't care if, you know, none of us choose how we're brought up. That's not in our control. So like, I don't care if you went to Jewish school or not. I don't care if you had a bat mitzvah or not, or a bar mitzvah. You know, I don't care if you're a convert or a patrilineal Jew or a Jew of color, whatever you are, come as you are. And that's good enough for me. And Jews on the full spectrum of identities deserve to feel Jewish and to feel comfortable in their Jewishness and to feel powerful in their Jewishness. And I'm I'm not here to tell anyone otherwise. So and that's why I love you. You know, we are one and the same in that, you know, if you're listening to this, I've got one message for you. You are Jewish enough. It's really as simple as that. You are Jewish enough. And there's no question to follow it. There's no buts. There's no ifs. You are Jewish enough. And uh, yeah, these are interesting conversations. And a lot of my DMs, I don't know about yours, are filled with sort of quest for reassurance of you know is it okay if I do this am I allowed to do that can I feel that but you know this is one of the reasons we're doing the podcast to sort of bring Jewish joy and make you feel fabulous as you are so we're going to finish with some quick fun quick fire you ready for a bit of quick fire let's do it <laughs> <laughs> okay what's your favorite Yiddish word oh my gosh probably oi <laughs> Right, the that. universal <laughs> Yiddish word. I brilliant. So simple and so effective. Um, so needed. Massable soup or bagels with locks? Oh my gosh, these are not spitfire questions. Um, oh goodness. I I think I have to say matzo soup. I love locks on toast. Is that that's a weird take, but I love locks. I do love bagels. I love locks on anything. Locks on toast. <laughs> or just lax just lax plain <laughs> okay buy or bake a challah I would say buy for the practicality of it all hashtag entrepreneur life who's <laughs> 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 got the time um red wine white wine or grape juice for kiddush red wine what's the most important thing you've learned so far in life oh my goodness I tell this to all the students I speak to. I say, talent is easy. Hard work is always hard. So, so true. Nothing comes without hard work, no matter how it appears on the outside. What's the best compliment you've ever received? Oh, my goodness. You know, I love, I get emails and DMs from customers that will buy earrings or a necklace for me to mark different occasions in their life. Um, for instance, I just got an email last night from a girl that is graduating from a Jewish studies program, and she wants to wear those big gold magans to her graduation to market, and people that will mark their conversions and leave the mikvah wearing like a big pair of Jewish earrings for me, and it's just like, wow. so I, I have chills again saying that. Out loud. Me too, like, me too. Woe. 
I, I'm not joking, like my heart literally skips a beat. It's just, I can't, wow. <laughs> Um, should we carry on with one or two more? Are you done with these horrible quick fire questions? No, let's do, let's do it. <laughs> I never prepare my guests with quick fire questions. So just oh be warned God. if you're ever thinking of coming on the podcast, you don't get to see the quick fires before. Um, what keeps you up at night? Oh my God, the to do list. <laughs> never ending, though, that's... isn't it? It's never ending. You Literally. cross off, you add. I've got a rule yeah. that I've had a new rule for the last few years that if something has been on my to-do list for a month and it doesn't get done, it, it gets taken off because it can't be that important. That's amazing. <laughs> okay, we've got two more for you and then you're released from quick fire. Um, if, you, <laughs> if you only had five years to live, what's the one thing you would stop doing? Oh my God, that's dark, Karen. <laughs> oh my gosh. What would I stop doing? I mean, I would hope I would be able to stop like letting the small stuff bother me. Because I definitely, I'm a cancer. I'm a sensitive artist. And yeah. even though like, you know, I, you know, we have like our emotional side of our brain and our like straight thinking side of our brain. And even though, though I can be like, don't let this, person on the internet bother you but it all like not always but a lot of times it still gets under my skin mm -hmm. so I think that's something I've definitely found I get better at with age it's just yeah it's that everybody suffers from not sweating the small stuff but then I just feel like especially in the last few years I just don't have no I'm not going to give in to, I'm not going to spend my time giving my time almost to other people about stuff that's yeah. not important they don't deserve it they don't deserve my time my energy and I can control my reaction to to something I can't control that behavior um so finally what's the best a hundred dollars you spent recently best a hundred dollars I spent recently okay it's gonna have to be more than a hundred dollars Oh, I hope my parents aren't listening. Um, <laughs> they will be. <laughs> it's a Jewish I, podcast. Yeah, yeah, they'll be the first ones. They'll be the first it. ones. Yeah. I I fall in love with this clothing brand um, that's like based and made in New York City by um, this Latin ex woman. Um, and she just does like the most fabulous, like crazy prints I've never seen on any clothes. Oh, I'm like, I'm wearing something from her. I didn't even realize that I when I started talking. I love that shirt. Um, I love it. It's colorful. It's lots of fun. Yeah. Things. And it's actually. <gasps> it's an all-in-one. pants. <laughs> Have you got a photo of you wearing that that we can link to in the show notes? Um, or maybe we can maybe? link. Yeah. Everyone needs but, to see um, it. Very joyful. This wasn't even what I was thinking about. I, I just wore a dress of hers. That was just like, I don't know. I just love what she does. So well, let's give her the a brand's shout called out. Ray. Ray. W R A Y. I love that. Great, great fashion tip. Um, look it up if you want to wear something that's very joyful. I'm absolutely loving it. So Ariel, it's been so fun today. We've covered so much. Um, I encourage everyone to go check out Ariel's latest collection. It is so joyful, full of, what is it at the moment you're into? Glitter or color or beading or absolutely everything. <laughs> yeah, everything. More we're is like more. Trying to just go more glam, more fabulous. You know, we're coming off of Rosh Hashanah season when this launches, but Rosh Hashanah, the vibe is like roaring 5782. So just like we're coming out of this pandemic and we just need to show up louder and more fabulous than ever before. The Roaring 5782. Let's do it. This year is going to be roaring. So Ariel, where can everyone find you on Instagram and, and, or on your website and come into your world? Yeah, so the best place to find me is on Instagram, just at Ariel Tidhar. Um, we're also on Facebook, but not as, not as much as Instagram. Um, and then the website's just Ariel Tidhar. I'm Ariel Tidhar. Yeah. Anywhere you can find me. Yeah, you're lucky your parents gave you a name. It's good for all <laughs> social media handles. Um, and Ariel's yeah. also inside our wonderful Smashing Life community. So if you're in there, you can get to know Ariel. But you've got some fangirl going on. <laughs> People don't yeah, realize you're in everyone... there. I know. <laughs> 
I, I've been quiet lately. It's been, I've been, been, I've been too busy. Yeah. Well, it's been it's so, so cute when I can pop in and it's great. It's great in there. It's been so much fun. I vow to do our next episode together in the same room. We're going to have to make it happen mm-hmm. now, whether it's Tel Aviv, New York or London. And I can't wait to, to finally meet you in person. But today's been amazing. Thank you so much for spending time with Thank us. Thank you. Thanks for having me. If this episode inspired you in some way, I'd love you to take a screenshot of you listening on your device and post it to your Instagram stories and tag me at Your Jewish Life. I'd love to be Instagram friends. I'd also be thrilled if you wanted to share this episode with anyone you know who might benefit from it and subscribe so you don't miss an episode as well. If you want to do another mitzvah, if you leave a review, that would be amazing because that way more people get to see the podcast, get to know about the podcast and we can spread our wonderful Jewish joy all over. So that would be fabulous if you wanted to leave me a review. Just before I go, I've got a little gift for you and it's going to put a big Jewish joy smile on your face and it is my personal ultimate Jewish joy Spotify playlist. It's 50 uplifting Jewish joy songs that are perfect for dancing around the living room or blasting out in the car and just immersing yourself in Jewish joy. It's the best Jewish music and Israeli music covering all kinds of genres and styles and it is so uplifting and so fun. It's guaranteed joy whether you're Jewish, Jewish or becoming Jewish. I think you're gonna Love it. So just head to yourjewishlife.co slash playlist to grab it. That's yourjewishlife.co.co, that is, slash playlist. Playlist is all one word. You can grab the Spotify playlist and you can be dancing around your living room and feeling fabulous in a matter of minutes. So off you go and I will see you back here for the next episode.